This podcast is brought to you by Silver Cup Investments. All right, we're back on the Mike, DJ, and Doc podcast with Mr. Christopher J. Parker. Now, where we left off at, we was talking about standing up for what you believe in, but we're going to go ahead and segue right into the next one. Treat your adversaries with respect. Now, everybody knows that in leadership, you have some allies and you have some adversaries. Mm. You know, I say allies, ones that you can see eye to eye with and work arm in arm with, and then you have others that on the other side. Guess what? You still dealing with integrity. You have to still learn how to treat them with respect. You don't necessarily have to agree with them, but you have to respect them. All right. Anybody want to jump in on that? Yeah, I got a question. Make sure we all on the same page. Mm -hmm. And when you say adversary, are you referencing someone that may be in disagreement with what you're doing? Yes. Yes, somebody who may be in disagreement because sometimes, like I said, as the leader, you leading out there. And guess what? You may have somebody that want to come against what you're leading with. And oh. and and we don't want to be in a situation where things situations become petty because petty can oh. stop you from moving forward on a lot of things mm-hmm. because some of those ad- some of those people that you don't agree with those going to be the main people that you re- will need to connect to for mm-hmm. resource for wise mm-hmm. in order to get it so you can't let the pettiness well I can't stand them or I ain't going to work well mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying so yeah that's that's what I'm talking about how how do we treat our adversaries with respect Hmm, okay, I got you. I mean, first of all, I mean, you got to stay focused. And I mean, you got to stay focused. And maturity is, you know, is realizing everybody is not going to, you know, be in compliance with what you're doing, even as a father, even as a husband. You hmm. know, um, sometimes people won't see the benefit until later, the, until, until it's built, until it's established. So I think, you know, you just, you got to be sound in your thinking in your decision-making. I think sometimes when people bring, you know, opposing thoughts and ideas, you know, it can, if you're a true leader, it can bring out more creativity in you. It causes you to dig deeper and think even more, how can I better, uh, you know, demonstrate what I'm trying to do? You know, I mean, and then a lot, and then if it comes down to just wickedness, somebody's bringing at you. Mm. Sometimes you got to realize vengeance is mine. I'll repay evil, said the mm. Lord. And he said, bless those that bless you. He'll bless those that bless you, and he'll curse those that curse you. Mm-hmm. Moses ran up against a lot of opposition in his leadership because people had a problem with who he chose to be his mate. Oh, but yeah. God, wow, so right. you got to realize what, you know, and even... Another situation in the Bible, when Nehemiah and them was rebuilding the wall, um, they ran into all kind of opposition. They came to stop the work, but Nehemiah and them continued to build. Mm. You know, you got to realize when people are opposing you for just negligent reasons, just their spirit just ain't right. And, you know, and then like, just let God deal with them. He'll, he'll, he'll take care of them. <laughs> yeah. You know, he'll do it. You know, he will do it. But you, but if not, you won't have backbone as a leader. You'll be easily swayed by what people say, easily controlled. I see leaders, preachers getting up all the time. All they doing is talking about a situation that they should handle differently. And you, man, bro, that ain't the that ain't the place for that. You know, you ain't you, that ain't the place to stand up there Preach. in the pool. Huh. Do that, you know, no, man. Have backbone to put, to put them aside. You know. Some people you got to correct. Sometimes you got to be like Jesus and go in the temple and flip over some tables. Mm. 
go in the meeting and let them know this, this, you know, you got to have backbone in leadership in your sound decision making. Because if you ever get wishy-washy in your decision making, you're a double-minded man. And then you're unstable in all your ways. And then everybody will be controlling what you do. Ooh, oh, <laughs> everybody. Wow. Come on, Doc. <laughs> you better say that. Everybody. Oh, man. Your wife, you know what I'm saying? And don't be in leadership somewhere. That all the members, every organization, everybody's controlling what you do. If you're a boss Ooh. on your job, you know, your secretary, people come in there, they're controlling what you do. You'll be moved by the emotions, moved by tears, you know, crying eyes, tell lies. You move by all that. Hey, come on, man. You think the devil can't? But I'm going to leave that right now. <laughs> 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 oh, shoot. <laughs> That moved you, bro. Yeah. <laughs> that was a <laughs> <Bruh>. <laughs> the deception of the enemy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. God, but yeah. I, I, I see twenty thumbs. I know yeah. you got something you want to say. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I, I'm laughing because in the back of in, in the back of my. In the in the back of my mind, I, I believe this brother is—he's really talking about this thin line here. There's mm -hmm. this thin line here when your enemies are coming up, uh, 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 you know, coming up above you, and there there's a line between: do you collapse and go along with so that you just out of fear, or do you stand tall and figure out how the best way to oppose? but also do the best you can to be strong and be a courageous leader. Mm -hmm. One of the things that it does take to be a leader is courage. And oh. people don't talk about that word these days. Mm -hmm. It takes courage to be a leader. It takes something innate for you to stand up in, in face of opposition and even in all areas mm -hmm. as a husband in leading your family, it takes courage to stand up and make good decisions for your children and your wife. And then when you go on on your job, it takes courage to be a leader. Everywhere you go, it takes courage to be a leader. And, and a part of that courage that is supposed to allow us to love our enemies and to be able to treat people right um, is that faith part of that courage. And that is for me, it's, it's we have to be in position. This is what I believe. We have to be in position at some point in our lives that we're constantly being mistaken for Christ. And what that means is, is that a lot of times people won't ever see Christ in terms of a church or worship. They only see that that person in you. And so when you talk about leadership and making sure that you're in the best position, you're operating with courage, you know how to treat your enemies, people and tandems go up when they see you being done wrong and they want to see how you respond. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I love this conversation because we have to help people mm -hmm. to really be able to, at this brother was saying, really being courageous leaders and not being, not going by the wind of what's happening, but really standing tall and standing mm -hmm. true to really believe in that. If, if you are facing opposition in your enemies, remember what, the Bible lets us know that God is able to build a table with your enemies and he will allow, he will exalt you above the hands of, or the works of the enemy. And so if you get, if you, if we can ever get back to really making sure that we understand that God is going to allow us to be victorious in mm -hmm. our pursuits, 
when we operate in courage, when we stand up in integrity, God will exalt us. And we have to keep reminding each other that because when opposition comes, when tough times comes, we have somebody that's our rear guard, somebody that has our back. Mm -hmm. And I think as long as we as long as we keep reminding each other that we can face any enemy mm -hmm. that may come against us and our response is to act godly. That's our response. There you go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Amen. Yeah. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yes, indeed. Um First thing that came to mind when you said this, brother Mike, uh, treat treat adversaries with respect. I'm gonna tell you a story uh, in the Bible about Abigail who had the fool for a husband, Nabal, mm -hmm. and his name literally meant fool. But yet, as foolish as as he was, she still respected him, and it actually saved his life. Mm -hmm. And then oh, yeah. David was about ready to kill that man. <laughs> And mm -hmm. she stopped it, but then God ended up dealing with Nabal anyway, mm -hmm. ended up dying. So that, that that was a story to reiterate what you mm -hmm. said, Brother mm -hmm. Parker, Brother mm -hmm. Chris J. Parker, y'all. Yep. <laughs> and uh, right. but one thing that that I know is on our minds and in our hearts as believers is that one rule is treat others as you are that you want to be treated mm -hmm. like every day. And it's not a rule that says treat those who do you right as you want to be treated. Others just everybody. Mm -hmm. And and I think about at time at times at work. There's people I come in and I say good morning. I don't necessarily want to speak to, mm -hmm. but um, I'm going to be respectful enough just to at least say good morning. Mm -hmm. Now, I mm -hmm. might not indulge in deep conversation, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. you're going to at least get a good morning. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, that's my little bit on that, y'all. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my question is, so so how if, 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 if you're dealing with a coworker that is really attacking you and really finding ways to go about to bring you down, how do you wake up every day and to face that? Like, how how do you face that every single day when you know somebody's after you get your job, somebody's looking for your defeat, and they're and they're they're adamant every single day, and they're they, it's almost like their purpose is to is to see your defeat. How do you deal with that every day? Ooh, every day, wow, <laughs> every day, mm. yeah, like a day. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's right there. I mean. What you just said, that's what a thing I've adopted in life is to listen and learn from the instructions that's given. Mm. And mm. instructions in what you just said mm. is they hating on you every day. Mm. So therefore, to be forewarned is to be forearmed. Mm. I arm myself Man. with humility. I like that. I arm myself with peace. Mm. Mm. I arm myself with joy. And this <sighs> joy that I have the world didn't give it to me. That person didn't give it to me. Mm -hmm. So they can't take it away. That's it. So I'm That's properly it. armed now mm -hmm. because I know what battle I'm dealing with. Because I got the I read the directions mm -hmm. and I received the instructions. Yep. Thank you, Brother Parker. Right. That's, <laughs> That's it right there. That's, That's it. We got a preacher right. in the house. Right. <laughs> That's good. And I refuse to know that you don't like me. And when you show manifestation that you don't like me, to let it bother me. I already know you don't like me. Yep. <laughs> now, now, me personally, when I know you don't like me, that 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 gives me at least I'd rather know up front mm -hmm. than yeah. you to not like me and be stab me in the back mm -hmm. all the time mm -hmm. and grinning with me and this, that, and the other. But the whole time, you you looking for some kind of way to take me down. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's better to note that. I remember one time, I, uh, DJ, you might remember this too. 
Uh, do y'all remember when that movie The Red Tails came out? Yeah. Y'all remember mm. when that came out? Red Tails with Tus Tuskegee Airmen. Mm. And they oh, was God. talking about that. Well, during that time period, they had a lot of those guys who served in that war that drove those airplanes. Mm -hmm. They was going around and speaking at different engagements. Mm -hmm. We actually had one of, a couple of them come to our site. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I remember about his conversation more than anything is not only the struggle they did with being in the service and how they were treated, but he was just talking about people in general. He said uh, he was from the South. He said, now, in the South, of course, you had your Jim Crow era and different things like that. But he said if you had a white person or a Caucasian person who said they were down for you, he said you could take it to the bank. He said uh, you could take it to the bank. Yeah. He said they, they was going to, whatever came up against you, they were with you if they said yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. But he said one of the things when he faced and he came up here to the north, yeah. he said he found that a lot would smile at him and would say good things, but mm -hmm. behind his back the whole time. And he said that was one of the toughest things he had to deal with. Mm -hmm. And see, that's why I often say I, I'd rather know that you don't like me so that we can, like you said, operate on a professional level mm -hmm. and not even try to be personal. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Let's just yeah. let's just be professional about mm -hmm. everything and, mm -hmm. and respectful. Mm hmm but that's, that's not even worry about personal. You don't mm -hmm. have to ask, tell me how my weekend, ask me how my weekend, you don't have to tell me how yours went. Mm -hmm. We're here to do a job. Yeah, that's it. Yep. <laughs> you know what I'm yep. <laughs> Let's not even pretend. Mm -hmm. <laughs> all right. But I tell you what, let's move on because we'll probably stay on that all day. I'm telling you. But let's move on here. Uh, effective ways of leading with integrity. Mm -hmm. Now, we already covered a couple of them, being authentic, as mm -hmm. uh, Brother Chris mentioned, mm -hmm. and building trust. But here's one right here that we we need to talk about. Having the hard conversations early. Mm -hmm. The hard conversations early. Mm -hmm. Because we tend to push those off to the side and just wait for it to say, well, eventually it'll go away. But eventually that, that comes rearing its ugly head a lot later and it's mm -hmm. bigger mm -hmm. than it was if you just handled it in the beginning. Mm -hmm. In the beginning. Mm -hmm. Who wants to start off with that one on us? Got you. And when you say having the hard conversations earlier, I always like to get clarity. Like uh like an illustration, like in far as dealing with well, it's the same thing like you kinda like you mentioned before. If you got a employee or somebody underneath you or somebody's this thing other, instead of you correcting the situation, you just blow it off and it keeps festering until it okay. turns into something else. Part of you. integrity, guess what? If you you the leader, you need to pull that person aside and, and have be courageous enough to have mm -hmm. that tough conversation with them and not just blow it off. Mm -hmm. That's good. I got you now. Yes. I, I'll pick up right there. Because mm -hmm. I, I, um, in the position I'm in, I have to teach a lot of people, you know, on ethics and, you know, work ethic and protocols. Mm -hmm. Now, the guy explaining to me, you know, he was venting situations. So I let him vent about how he was got on about a situation. And I let him get his vent now. And I said, I feel you. But once we got done, you know, the court said, now let him know how to avoid everything he just vented to you about. I said, man, I'm going to let you know. You're the leader. I said, what I heard through all of what you're saying is your reason for being late every day. I said, bro, right there, you have no respect from the people that you're leading. And this, you know what I'm saying? You have mm -hmm. lost your integrity with being late. You've lost integrity with that area. So right now, it basically has taken your voice a lot because you're trying to justify why you're going to be late every day. So I said, resolve that issue. Wake up 30 minutes early. And after that, 
You know what I'm saying? So it was let him know, hey, you my guy, you my dude, but right now, man, you ain't got to never have this problem again, what you just explained to me. You never got to be upset. Well, they got on me because I, well, and I live far away. Well, heck, man, it's life. <laughs> you know? <laughs> that mean you got to start your day earlier. You know what I'm saying? So, and and you got to do that. Find a way to balance that, to, you know, can to empower people with it. Yes, you know, th- there you go. Reprimand, but they don't even know, and they get mad and offended. But if you empower them, help them see the, like, dude, man, say, man, you you ain't never got to lose in this area no more. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, that's mm-hmm. that's that's now nah, that's mm-hmm. that's that's good right there. Mm-hmm. I know we're pivoting right now, but I mean, when you uh help the person solve the problem, mm-hmm. then you speak into their life and empower them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you yeah. don't you don't turn them one eighty at that point. Yep, yep. you don't turn yeah. them one eighty. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's that's good leadership right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, because naturally people um, are on the offense quicker quicker than they are on the mm-hmm. defense. So we we have got to realize that that when you when you naturally come to somebody, sometimes people don't know the angle that you're taking. They don't know the spirit mm-hmm. in which you're coming, and that's why. That's why, number one, we have to live this life of integrity and consistency because when people have a sense that when you're coming to them, you're coming to them and you're having this courageous conversation because you really want to see them empowered, you -hmm. really want to see them in a different light, it makes a world of difference. I'll never Mm -hmm. forget I was on the job for, for um, for about a year. Uh, and one of my senior leaders, he's actually at the time was a CEO. He came to me, and said, hey, Chris, some of the people are complaining because they said, you know, some of your administrative work, you're 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 such an outstanding employee. But there's the little administrative reports that have to mm-hmm. be turned in that though they're, they're coming in a little late. And so that created me an opportunity to explain to him, well, the workload keep continues to keep getting thrown my way. So mm-hmm. then that then pushes back on how much other, and I begin to tell them like some of the, some of the uh, assigned duties mm-hmm. um, keeps adding up here. And so something's going to get, something's going to get pushed back and it allowed me an opportunity to have that, that, com- that conversation. So courageous conversation doesn't always mean correction. Sometimes mm-hmm. co- uh, courageous conversations mean clarity. And it allows people on both sides to talk it out and to be able to, as your point, kind of nip things in the bud beforehand. But I I believe one of the number one reasons why sometimes people struggle with having this courageous conversation is because they're afraid of what people, how they're going to respond. <laughs> like, no, I, I ain't trying to go there today. I, I, I woke I already woke up on the wrong side of the bed. Uh, I don't want to get into it with that person. But uh, I think it takes courage just to go in. And I really love what this brother said, man. You go in with the positive of attitude and you go in with a solution uh-huh. and then tell them man now now you can walk in empowerment man mm-hmm. that's huge that's uh, huge oh yes absolutely this podcast is brought to you by silver cup investments there's so many rewards in life you coming into our home was one of the greatest rewards we could have ever had you know it took 20 years and I got my third child who was 17 at the time. It's so cool to watch the adult that you've become and you really have done as much for us as you think we've done for you. I tell you what, we 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 moving along 
talk here because, mm-hmm. like I said, it's, it's, it's a lot here. Mm-hmm. But we we want to get it all in if we can. Mm-hmm. But I tell you what, here's another one. Another one that sometimes, like I said, and I'm I'm guilty of this myself, recognizing your mistakes. Because even as leaders, you know, sometimes we do make mistakes. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you need to call it out. Mm-hmm. Call it out so that you can correct it, like you just said, mm-hmm. so you can correct it mm-hmm. and move on. Mm-hmm. Because, like you said, if you don't fix it and continue to do it, then guess what? That's that's going to make the journey a lot worse as you move along. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you, I, recently I started to, uh, my therapist Every week we're working through life and all the stuff that's going on. And mm-hmm. what she realized is, is that I had begun to start building a pattern of starting certain things, but not finishing going to the next. Okay. And she said to me, she said, have you ever thought about having a coach that focuses in on goal setting? And I was like, man, I never thought about that. Like mm-hmm. setting what they call a keep it simply stupid or smart goals, mm-hmm. specific, measurable, obtainable, reachable, timely, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. And and really making sure that the goal set before you is really, really smart and that you can mm-hmm. achieve them so that you can make sure that you're picking up where you left off or the words that you say mm-hmm. that comes out of your mouth is actually being done. And I'm very thankful for that conversation because it makes you a better person when you're able to stop, pause, and to really be able to examine yourself mm-hmm. and look in the mirror. And we all have got to exercise that. So with that, with, and, and a lot of this stuff, it turns spiritual as well, because at the end of the day, we really need to, to turn. Uh, and that's where the Bible, I think, comes in. And I mm-hmm. think the Bible acts as a mirror as we read yes. it. It's supposed to bring out in us the things that that are not like God mm-hmm. or things that that needs it, to yes. be uh, corrected. I think those things are very very important. I think that's probably one of the greatest questions that that is uh, that has been uh, delivered today. And I think why because most of us mm-hmm. never stop to ask that question: where where can I improve at? Mm-hmm. What can I do a, things a little bit different? And how do I take the things of the past? and learn from them. Mm -hmm. And those are hard things for a lot of leaders to do. And I think the dialogue is very important. And I'm really looking to hear what what the other brothers have to say because this is one topic that we can help a whole lot of people on. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yes. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's good. All right. So, yes. So, like I said, recognizing mistakes. Now, like you said, you mentioned... It's about starting something and not finishing. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I'm guilty of that in some cases. <laughs> we all are. <laughs> guilty of that in some cases. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, we talked about this a few episodes ago mm-hmm. about setting goal setting. It was called mm-hmm. Think on These Things. Mm-hmm. And we was talking about that, about setting some attainable goals and setting some long-term goals mm-hmm. and then setting some goals that ex- expand you a little mm-hmm. bit. Mm-hmm. And, like I said, I can say this, since we had that conversation that I have gotten a little bit better with organization. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I, I I said on there how I need to organize better. Mm-hmm. And I'm starting to get a lot better in organization so that I can keep up because, see, like I said, as things keep getting added to you, the better organized that you are, the more that you can keep up with it mm-hmm. at a good pace mm-hmm. and effective mm-hmm. pace. Mm-hmm. And so I, I would thank for the, for that. So that was one of my biggest mistakes was, like I said, being all over the place. Mm-hmm. So now I'm, I'm getting better with that. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. Um, 
as far as me, my mistakes, I'm admit, man, I, I'm I'm still making them. <laughs> I'm still making them bad boys, man. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, my only thing is, I I can't be the one to really give tips on it for real, but. When I see the mistakes that I made, especially with my family, I, I just I, I address it to them like, hey, I apologize, even to my little ones. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I, I'll tell them uh, I'm going to do something, and then I don't do it. Mm-hmm. I got to apologize for that, mm-hmm. you know, even it's, you know, with my wife as well. Sometimes things get a little bit to where I have to make a decision between uh, just recently. I told my oldest son he had a performance at an audition, mm-hmm. and I told him a while back, yeah, I'm going to be there for it. Is- oh, what happened? Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, a uh, quick technical uh, audio glitch. Mm-hmm. But we're, we're all good. We're still here. <laughs> um, I had to choose between, I had to talk, my, I, I, I'm going to audition. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking audition's Friday. Mm-hmm. And I tell my wife, yeah, babe, we're going to hang out mm-hmm. Thursday. This is yesterday. I mean, this past Thursday. Then my son is like, I get home from work. You going to be there? Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, man, I thought the thing was Friday. <laughs> <laughs> but then I told my wife, we're going to do something Thursday. Mm-hmm. So I go, and I, I choose to go <laughs> to my son's thing, mm-hmm. uh-huh. his first audition. Yes. But, you know, the the other side of that wasn't happy. <laughs> and I'm still dealing with that yep, mistake. Yep. <laughs> For the whole weekend to next week, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that was a conundrum I put myself in with mm-hmm. bad scheduling and right, mistyping things in my phone schedule. But yeah, mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I heard that. Doc, did you yeah. have something before we move on to one of the final ones? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Um, I think the way uh, Brother Parker started off in the beginning of the opening conversation in his introduction, saying, "In the multitude of counselors, there's safety." It's a powerful scripture. I mean, understanding mentorship. Um, you know, being in authority and also being under authority and having accountability partners. Yeah. You know, um, it would help you in your sound decision making and somebody to hold you accountable. A lot of people are not accountable to nobody. Mm-hmm. And uh, right. that's a that's a major issue. That's a major, which we, we don't have time to get off into that because this could go real deep, but being accountable, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, you get folks get married, I ain't got a clue what they doing. I'm grown. Do what I mean, acting a plum dumb fool. Mm-hmm. And go to and singing the praise thing. Mm-hmm. Some preaching. Mm-hmm. And you know that's why divorce is so high in the church because people are unaccountable and they act a fool. <laughs> oh yeah, behind closed doors they act a plum dumb fool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, but. But uh, we we ain't got time. <laughs> All right, okay, we ain't gonna go. All right, our last one before we uh, wrap up here in a minute here is uh, listening to understand and not respond because sometimes when we having conversations with people and stuff, we we already said in our mind what we're ready to say mm-hmm. back, mm-hmm. and you know instead of just listening to what they're saying because like you said you you can't be a problem solver if you already got the response lined up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you, mm-hmm. you, can, mm-hmm. you, you got, you got to listen to what it is and then process that mm-hmm. and then yeah. respond. Mm-hmm. That's good, Mike. Mm-hmm. So you listen, know that. It's so a gift. And some people got a gift of listening mm-hmm. and being able to hear. I mean, it takes wisdom to be a good listener. Mm-hmm. 
you know, you got to have wisdom to know, like, when to hold it and when to fold it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> know when to hold it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you just, it's a gift because a lot of times, sometimes you got to realize when it is not even your time to be heard. Mm-hmm. It's a time and a season for everything. Oh, that's, you know, sometimes not even your time. That's wisdom right there. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's just to be silent in the situation. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm yes. saying? Because like you said, maybe all it is want to do mm-hmm. is just vent. Mm-hmm. Correct. That, yeah, you, yeah. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. the, cause that <laughs> I learned yeah. this in uh my my relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, that, cause you know we as men think like as soon as we hear something that's upset one our partner, mm-hmm. our partner, whatever, mm-hmm. our wives or whatever, mm-hmm. and and then we want to uh, go into attack mode and make everything right, mm-hmm. and yes. and you mm-hmm. sometimes they don't want you. They no, I didn't come to you for that. Mm-hmm. I just want you to listen to me. Mm-hmm. Right. That's it. That's the end game. Just listen. That's all. That's all. <laughs> that's it. I don't need you to go out there and solve it. I don't yep. need you to go out there and fix it. I, you can take you. You can take your armor off now. Yep. <laughs> you know? ready, ready to fight. Right. Ready to fight. No, I, I, I'll tell you this. But one, my therapist is really good at it, man. Mm-hmm. And it's the most simplest thing, man. She's good at pausing. Um, and, mm. and sometimes you just when when people get done, you have and it may be uncomfortable for 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 a hot you know ten seconds. But sometimes it's okay to just sit there and pause after a statement or after someone go off on their time. Just sit there and pause and mm. and let that let that what was stated settle and let it sink in and and you know mm-hmm. replay it and make sure that before we're you know before we 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 even if there's a response needed that we've at least taken the time to to really um to hear what is being said and give it some thought and sometimes that that pause allows enough time for us to identify if a response is warranted mm-hmm. or if or if it is not and in today's world um you don't you don't see or hear more pauses uh, as much as, as enough mm-hmm. we need to institute the pause because it does give us the opportunity to think uh, and to make sure that we're patterning the right right responses as necessary absolutely mm-hmm. absolutely mm-hmm. man i tell you yeah. what i i want uh you got some doc yeah that's yeah i mean the scripture says Study to answer. Mm. Mm. When you realize that's in the Bible, say study to answer, meaning, you know, because a lot of times, I mean, that's powerful in itself. Conversations create emotions Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you never want to be so emotionally. That's why a lot of people just want to say what they got to say because they hear and they're just they're just snapping, going back and forth. And you just don't never want to be moved by the emotions of people, especially in leadership. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cause everybody hysterical. Now what you finna do? Act a mm-hmm. fool with them. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, every this man, just calm. Somebody mm-hmm. gotta calm the storm. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, to study the answer. And um, so powerful. Even scriptures say also say study to be quiet. Mm-hmm. They both go hand in hand. Yep. Oh, so it's mm-hmm. it's a gift, me and mm-hmm. I mean, you know, but you gotta study. You know, to, to do it, but hey, but that was it on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, study the answer. All right, yeah. I tell you what, I want to thank each and every one of y'all for being on the podcast yes, today. Mm-hmm. Want to thank none other than Mr. Christopher J. Parker. Now we want to take this moment to allow you to speak to your supporters, family, or whoever you want to say anything to and talk about whatever. Yeah, no, thank you all so much for the time. I mean, this this to me represents brotherhood um, uh, and brothers taking time to talk 
uh, and it really just lays some things out in line. Believe it or not, uh, irons does sharpen iron, and we, we, this conversation, I believe, has sharpened each other, and we're able to take that and hopefully through the viewing audience, and they will be sharpened by this conversation. I want to encourage you all to continue on doing this. It's it's very it's a powerful tool, and the more and more people can tune in and be able to learn um, exactly this type level of conversation and accountability, because believe it or not, this is accountability. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're able to get into a room and have this safe space where we can talk about things that we're dealing with personally and to be able to bring it and then and then follow up as we go along. Um, to me, this is growth. Um, and I hope that you all you all continue uh to continue on doing what what you're doing. It, it's 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 making an impact. Um, so I, I thank you again for the opportunity. So I am running for Joliet City Council. Um, Joliet is fourth largest city in the state of Illinois. Um, and the, the city council for District 4 um, is currently up. The, the, uh, the, the election is on April 4th. The incumbent has endorsed us. Uh, she, um, has, has, uh, she will be competing two terms, Miss um, Betty Gavin. Uh, Councilwoman Betty Gavin, and she has endorsed us to to replace her uh, on the city council. Um, out of our our four, uh, out of the total four candidates, there's three other folks that's running for this race. Um, uh, there is a lot of good people running for this this particular office. Um, and so what I will do is I will spend time, um, just a moment or two, talking about some of the differences of 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 why I believe I am the candidate that will not only succeed. Councilwoman Betty Gavin, but why she selected us and why uh, why others should vote for us. Um, we are the only candidate that has a four point plan that we believe our fo that 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 focus is going to really bring um, a a resurgence of of um, of prosperity to District Four. And when we talk about District Four, we're talking about we go as east. Um, of Silver, uh, right before Silver Cross Hospital uh, in that New Lenox area. Um, we go as far as west as Rainer. Um, we go as far as south as um, Joliet Central. And then we go as far as north uh, is if people know where Mariska's is at. Mariska's on the other side, the left side of Mariska's um, is where 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 that cut where where that uh, that north side uh, actually cuts off. Um, so it's it encompasses majority of the east side and some parts of the what we call the near west side, which is essentially the community right over the bridge uh, up until Rainer is a large part of uh, of what District Four encompasses. And so all in all, the four point plan is going to cover economic development and that is basically making sure that there is equity on the east and the near west side that means if there's when we look at the overall budget when we how much of that investment is is coming across this side of town when i think about from an econ, economic development standpoint silver cross hospital when they left and went to new lennox out of joliet that space there is nothing but grass mm -hmm. and it's been years later well, imagine if there was a plan to bring real economic development mm -hmm. to that site before they have left and now that they're long gone what else can be there yeah. and where's the strategy around that and i think i'm going to what my commercial banking background and my community development experience i'm really going to bring a planning side to district four to really start making sure that we have a real strategic plan around what district four looks like in this future safety and security is really me working to make sure that law enforcement not only that are we ad adequately staffed but we're adequately staffed in the area of community police i believe that when you grow up and you can have have communities that know their police officer by name and they're part of the community, they show up in the community events, 
Mm. It's much easier to to have involvement in helping the police than it is to just solve it just by adding a whole bunch of police officer. So it's a difference. And I, I just I, I tend to lean towards, you know, community police. I think it, it works very well um, in communities that hire the right people to do it. Um, and when I'm at these neighborhood associations, guess what? Um, Sergeant Nicodemo, she's there almost every meeting I'm at. I see her there and she's representing the community. But the problem is, is whenever there is there is a shortage on the streets, they, they're going to pull from community police officers to cover the streets, which means that's less people we have out in the community uh, in terms of community police. So there's some work on that area that, I, that I'm committed to. Uh, fiscal responsibility, that's just making sure that we're more vigilant about where taxpayer money go and that's getting them more involved. And what that means is before that budget is passed, we need to have several um, listening sessions, as we've been talking about today, to hear exactly where the residents want to make sure those taxpayers' money go, and we can bring experts to the table so that that the that the taxpayers can ask questions, and we can uh, go back and do the homework and make sure our taxpayers know exactly where that where where that that money is going to come from, and that's all it is is real accountability throughout the budgeting process. That's fiscal responsibility, and last but not least, I'm most excited about, and that's. Our our faith-based initiative and really working closely to the pastors and faith-based leaders, that's critically important for a number of different reasons. So within the last couple of months, we've met with pastors every single month. And the goal is to not only share with them what's happening from the local municipality standpoint, that's number one, but number two, get their thoughts, get their participation. So what I do, I create a briefing on the board meetings that 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 commits because some of the pastors can't get to the board meetings. I'll prepare a briefing. It's a summarization of, of what was voted on. I'll present that to the pastors, get their thoughts. And then every month we're meeting with them to get their thoughts and their opinions and make sure they kept informed. But not only that, when you're having issues with economic development, let's talk to the pastors. The pastors have parishioners. We can get information quicker to make sure when we're working with them. When we talk about the food desert in District 4, let's figure, let's work with the pastors. Let's see what we can get done. Let's work with our parishioners, work with our people. And last but not least, when you talk about safety and crime, let's work with our pastors, not only to lift up our town up in prayer, but we need action. We need, we need an action plan to work with them. They do prayer walks, to hit the streets, and to make sure that we're, we are working together with uniting our district to really have the best quality of life possible. My mom lives in District 4. My my grandmother lives in District 4, my brother, my sister, my uncle. When I look at my family and that has been in this district for pretty much all of our lives, I want to make sure that District 4 is left much better. So I'm bringing all my skill sets in the financial arena to the city of Joliet, to District 4, and I'm asking for your vote to vote for me on April the 4th, and we are really going to bring tall leadership to District 4, and the overall goal is to rally our neighbors so we can unite and bring the change we want to see to District 4. So mm. thank you for the opportunity. Mm. Right. Y'all give it up for Mr. Chris J. Parker. Truly, we will keep you in our prayers and support you in any way that we can from the Mike DJ and Doc Show. And uh, like I said, you're doing marvelous work, and we wish you much success in the future. Thank you, sir. Thank you.
All right, next we are on the corner with DJ Cornerstone. What's the update? What's happening in the footwork? What's up? What's up? What's happening? It's your brother in the footwork, your footwork newsboy, DJ Cornerstone. I want to give a quick shout outs to the homeboy Eric U out of Mexico City, Mexico, for blessing me with the opportunity to be on this platform on Blast Radio, Footworks and Networks, where he actually opened up a discussion about what we as uh, Black Americans deal with and potential solutions. Uh, also, want to congratulate the homegirl, assistant footwork and sister in Christ, Kay Ritchie, on making the dynamic group. She's the newest member of Terror Squad, y'all. So what up, Kay Ritchie? Good job, good job. Yeah. And a shout-out to brothers Boo Dilla and DJ Larry Hot. They got an event coming up, y'all. It's called Patty Vibes. We celebrating the homeboy Larry Hot's birthday. I want to give his age out, but everybody's coming in wearing green. It's a party. It's a daytime party. It's going to be held at the Green Room on Kedzie. Uh, you can hit my Instagram if you want to find that information. But it's not only a daytime party. It is also a business networking event for entrepreneurs. So y'all check that on out. Look up eventbrite.com and type in Patty Vibes Brunch. And shout outs to my son and his homeboys, Project Ambition. They did an excellent job down at the Forge. Got to give them the shout outs, man, because they y'all don't know the plans, but I'm going to tell you, they plan on help changing the minds of their peers, the youth, to the right direction with their music, meeting them all where they are. Not beating them over the head, but meeting them where they are and sneaking in some good messages. And uh, last but not least, I want to shout outs to the homeboy, Brother Patar out in Germany, Sister Yael out in Israel. Uh, Brother Goldrat out in Portland, Oregon. And again, Sister K. Ritchie for the footwork cipher that we had this past week. And it blessed me that I'm not going to share the name, but one of them, it was our first time doing it, was able to share that they were going through something and just having that session and everyone encouraging each other was, was a help during that situation. So that's it for On the Corner with your brother DJ Cornerstone. Y'all be blessed. All right, y'all give it up for DJ Cornerstone. Next up, we got Doc with There It Is. Yeah. Hey. Uh, yes, as we wrap up today, a uh, very powerful session. I really enjoyed our guest, Brother Parker, and uh, his intellect and um, sound decision maker, good thinker, and bought some creativity, you know, and I'm really thankful. I like being around good men. And I uh, thank you for my brothers, Mike and DJ also. And um, and today, as we wrap up this on integrity, uh, in Job 27 and 5, Job said, till I die, I will not remove my integrity from me. He gave God a promise, you know. And, um, and when life got challenging for Job, um, his wife told him, you ought to curse God and die. She asked him a question. Do you maintain your integrity through all what we've gone through? And Job was a character in the Bible that lost everything. He lost everything, literally everything, his home, his children, his livestock, his prosperity. He lost it all. And, you know, and his back was up against the wall, but he maintained his integrity. He knew who he was. He maintained his character Integrity is character when nobody's looking, just doing the right thing. If I said this, what I'm going to do, this is what I'm going to do. 
and I'm going to stick to it. I'm going to stand on it. And so through all this, Job maintained his integrity. And he was like, if I can curse God and die, I can bless God and live. And so he continued to live his life. And when Job prayed for his friends, he prayed for his brothers in Job um, 42 and 10, I believe. The Bible says God turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for others. And he gave them back double and much more than what he had before. And that's the power of integrity. That's the power of standing firm, being a sound decision maker. That's the power of admitting your, admitting your mistakes because Job admitted his mistakes in the midst of his story and his life. Mm -hmm. He said he, 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 he stood firm, you know what I'm saying? He did everything it took to be a powerful, sound leader. You understand, he maintained his integrity, but he, had a, he made a commitment to do it and he did it. And I just wanna wrap up today with there it is, with, you know, regardless of what you have to go through, maintain your integrity. God smiles on it. And there it is. Good. Going to his church. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Doc. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in again to the Mike DJ and Doc podcast. If you have any questions for Doc, DJ, or Mike, please go to MikeDJandDoc.com. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. New episodes released on the 7th and 21st of each month. Matthew 25 and 40, Good News Translation, The King Will Reply. I tell you, whenever you did this for one of the least important of these followers of mine, you did it for me. We leave you with this question. Am I helping at least one person? The Mike DJ and Doc Podcast is brought to you by Silver Cup Investments. Recorded at Audio Hive Podcasting.